0: Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely. But it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're gonna deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand make your mark and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelssohn. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip podcast. And today I am really pleased to have with me on the line Tom King. Tom is the chief food scientist and CEO at Icon Foods. So as a part CEO and part personal development wonk and part biohacker info geek, King is a self-confessed serial entrepreneur. While his favorite book list contains many success-oriented and personal development classics, the classic definition of achieving success, you know, make a lot of money, is not what inspires or motivates Tom. So this is going to be a really interesting conversation today. Tom, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Well, thank you, Jeff. It's a real honor to be on your podcast and um, I'm really um, really looking forward to you throwing some some tough questions out there to me.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Can you please walk us through all these commas that you have going on in your, you know, in your intro, you know, part CEO, personal development, biohacker, you know, CEO of your uh, of your, you know, your food manufacturing company. Who is Tom?
1: Uh, that sounds like severe ADD to me actually when i hear that It does to me
0: too which is what which is why i want to hear it from you
1: Yeah and and the the more i hear that the more i'm like well, hey it, you need to get some focus son <laughs> So it's um it, it would probably just be you know sort of my entrepreneurial side you know i'm i'm a fifth generation entrepreneur and entrepreneurs are are creatives you know it's like I guess that you would say that being an entrepreneur is sort of uh, being an artist in a way. The the pictures or paintings or the music that you create is the music of business and the music of commerce and the music of productivity. So um, I like to have my I like to have my fingers in a lot of different uh, areas. You know, like um, I'm super interested in how you know how the body functions. And how we can optimize performance, and that got me into biohacking. And biohacking was a was and is sort of an interesting journey for me because sometimes you will do things that don't work out, and when you do, you can generally get sick or or sort of mess yourself up. And so far, everything's been temporary, knock on wood. Um, but you know, you do explore, you know, what it is to you know means to to really optimize yourself. Um, And also I'm, I'm an avid reader. Like I am consistently reading, you know, medical journals, how to manuals. I love to find um, things and take them apart. You know, (laughs) like if something breaks in the house, I take it apart and see, you know, see what's going on inside. And um, sometimes I don't get those pieces back together. But I'm always grateful for the experience, you know, and learning from failures and and growing from mistakes as they
0: say. You know it's interesting you know in the pre-call you were uh, you were talking about how being a CEO of a food manufacturing company it just wasn't it just wasn't enough for you, right? It didn't give you enough of a of a creative outlet. Uh, can you please talk about that a little bit more about how you get yourself into this position where you know you're making money, you know you have a business that's providing and that's great right? But then it's not fulfilling enough. And then you need to find other pursuits.
1: Yeah. And that's part of the interesting journey of being, you know, of being an entrepreneur is that, you know, you start creating something, you start growing it, and you find yourself in this, in the CEO role. And I mean, I'm tremendously grateful for, you know, for having this role and being able to, you know, enjoy the success and the success that comes with it. But it's not really that satisfying for me meaning you know my role in as a ceo is basically you know representing the company in a good good fashion but then also herding cats so i've got a bunch of different you know departments going in different directions that you know that require me to have input and collaboration with each one of my uh, people on my leadership team, and it's it becomes this, it, it just becomes this thing that's not really me. Like a friend of mine, Josh, told me one time, he's like, "Yeah, you make a good wartime CEO." But it's like, that's, that's the extent of it because like when things are on autopilot and going well is when I find my mind starting to wander, you know, it's when I start wanting to create different things and different channels for the business that don't necessarily make sense. So, um, you know, I don't particularly enjoy the role of CEO. I love my employees and, and the interactions I have with them, but I do love being an entrepreneur because I love startups you know, I love the, the energy that's in that seminal stages of any business. Um, it's, you know, that's that's my jam way more than being a manager.
0: You know, it's interesting. I heard this one uh, CEO at a company I worked at ages ago. Basically, he got up in front of the room. He's like, yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, my name is this and I'm the I'm the CEO, you know, and then he added, but my wife just calls me overhead. And, you know, and that's basically it. Right. You know, because this, you know, the CEO is just there to sit there and, you know, be the conductor and, you know, tell people what to do and move things around. But who's actually doing the work? No, it's all the it's all the other people that you have that you have on your team.
1: Yeah, it is. And I mean, I'd love to get my hands dirty. So. Um, sometimes I'll jump down in production or jump out in the warehouse and it's a quick way for me to find out, um, that I'm inept in those areas when they're like, Hey, you're going to have to get out of production. You're going to wreck something or get off that forklift before you kill someone.
0: So exactly. I'll let, uh, let the pros work, right? <laughs> let those pros work. Yep. Exactly. So I think what's interesting about this, uh, you know, as you put it, the, you know, the unchecked ADD, you really do need some method or some process in order to handle all of these details, which do not necessarily have a relation to each other, right? Because, you know, if you're, you know, your CEO duties, you know, demand, you you know, X, Y, and Z skills, right? And then, the you know, biohacking, that's just another set of notes and reading and, you know, all kinds of other stuff that you have going on. And then, you know, like the personal development work is like also, you know, like uh, there's a lot going on there. Let's segue into your one big tip and it has to do with journaling. And you know, I've touched on journaling a little bit before on this podcast. I find the concept very interesting, right? But um, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you I have a hard time getting started. It's like, you know, I've downloaded every app, you know, I fired it up and I'm like, okay, now what? Right? And it, and I guess for me, it was just like, okay, do I just write down what I like, like, what am I thinking? Or is this just a collection of notes? Or like, how do you, I guess what my big question here is, how do you approach journaling? And how does that help you win at keeping everything straight that you have going on from day to day?
1: Great question. Um, journaling is, is a lot like meditation. Um, it's a practice. So I think that when somebody's first entering into the process of journaling, they can't expect it to come to them naturally. And that's good, you know, because the struggle is where the the real lesson is. But what I can give you like a really, really great tip, like if you're just starting out journaling, the first thing is make a commitment to do it every single day and do it at the same time every day. So I start about 6 a.m. with my journaling process and I wrap up about 6.30, quarter to 7.00. And the best way to get started is ask yourself a question and write that question down and then start answering it. And you could start your journaling with, what am I grateful for today? Okay, what was I grateful for yesterday? What did I do yesterday that I could do better today? You know, what is it that I want? You could even ask, who am I? Who am I to other people? There's so many questions that you could, that you can ask yourself before you know it, you will have an entire page filled up within, you know, within 30 minutes. So it's always about asking yourself a question and every single day asking yourself a better question, you know, like what I can do better. How about forgiveness? You know, like a lot of people hang on to resentment or are hung up on the past. And a lot of that is forgiveness forgiving that person and asking for forgiveness and sometimes just writing that down and asking yourself the question, who will I forgive today? You know, those are, those are all questions that just help you get the crap out of your head and get it on the paper. Cause once it's out of your head, you know, you're freeing up a lot of space to be able to do, you know, other things like getting creative, like goal setting, because that's also a part of that journal process, you know, and how do I manage, how do I juggle all of these things? purely by writing it down like i've got a thick notebook that is just set with all of my goals that i revisit on a daily basis you know and we we discussed it earlier about that whole goal setting process because it is also part of journaling where you know you set an intention you write it down you describe the outcome that you want and then you create a very concise very detailed action plan that's quantifiable. Like I will finish XYZ by XYZ date. And that's how you have it line by line by line. And the biggest part for me was letting go of an expectation, you know, because your expectations will always exceed reality. You know, like what goes on in your head is doesn't have anything to do with reality. So the best process that I found and being able to be happy and not disappointed is to let go of that outcome. You've talked about the outcome and now you just focus on the process and that process is your action plan. And so every day, revisit your action plan, pivot on some things if you need to, Um, change your action and at the end of each week, examine where you are. How close are you to the outcome? If you're not getting any closer to the outcome, tweak your action plan, see what happens the following week. But eventually, what will happen is you will end up at that outcome, you know, that you described, or you'll decide that maybe that outcome wasn't anything that you really wanted anyway, and you move move on to the next intention.
0: Okay, fair enough. I mean, part of what you hear a lot of life coaching people talk about is that, you know, you need to be intentional, right? And, you know, you mentioned the word intention there, right? But you actually wrapped it up into intention being more actionable than flighty and, you know, airy, you know, like this big concept that's uh, Oh, you just got to be intentional. No, that's not what you're talking about here. What you're talking about is having an actual, you know, intention to complete a goal. This is, uh, these are the steps I'm going to take to do it. And these are the dates I'm going to complete it by. Mm -hmm. Right. You can take intention out and put focus. I think that intention,
1: may have been hijacked by the woo-woos you know like I'm glad
0: you said that cuz if I would have said that that would have came out wrong <laughs> but yeah go ahead
1: <laughs> set your intention release it to the universe you know and wait for your outcome to happen i call that wishing and hoping and everybody knows what you could do in on one hand and wish in the other and which one will fill up faster and i would i and i would say my greatest wish for you and your listeners is to stop using the word wishing and hoping because those don't exist. They're not real. Like you can wish that something will happen. It's not going to happen. You could hope that something is going to happen. But if you want something to happen, you have to take action. And if you don't write down your action plan, you're basically getting on a ship without any navigation and expecting to be somewhere. And I mean, if you put it in that context, it's like you can't expect to get anywhere if you don't have an action plan. And if you're not navigating your life step by step. And so, yeah, I like to use the word intention because I'm taking it back. (laughs) I'm taking it back from the woo-woos. It's like you want to set your intention? Good. Set it. Build an action plan around it. Examine the data. And then see if you're getting towards your outcome. If you aren't, tweak your action plan.
0: You know, it's interesting. You talked a little bit about hope. And, you know, I had a conversation with uh, with my coach last week. And basically, his statement was, what you want to stay away from is hope marketing, right? Now, what is hope marketing? This really, the, you know, this goes hand in hand with what you were saying. Hope marketing is where you declare that, you know, the One Big Tip podcast is going to be you know, is going to be the best, uh, you know, the best, most listened to show around, right? But if you don't take any action to make that happen, then you're just hoping, right? You're hoping that someone's going to discover you by osmosis. Someone's going to find it on the podcast store, listen to it and be like, oh, here's a check for, you know, $300 million like Joe Rogan got, right? It doesn't exactly work that way, right? So when you replace that hope and intention like you said with focus then you can really then you can really zoom in because the using the word focus is much more much more actionable than you know just intending to do something
1: right 100% and i mean i think intention i mean i use intention and hope interchangeably intention just feels better for me but i also use focus um you know but i i really you know I have been really working on not using the word hope at all, because I mean, hope is a wish I've been trying to eliminate that out of my vocabulary and just using the word optimistic, you know, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with being optimistic. Like you're going through, you know, you're going through the motions, you're following your action plan. And I feel optimistic if I do these things, you know, that I'm going to have a positive outcome. But if I don't have a positive outcome, um, great, because that'll give me an opportunity to learn and grow, which I think also has been hijacked, <laughs> hijacked by the woo-woos too. Like whatever, you know, it was meant to happen. It was meant to be, it was destiny. And like, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't buy that part either. I think that our situations, our failures, our mistakes—we can do with them what we choose. That's where we have free choice. Like we can choose to use those as opportunities to learn and grow and become a better person and become wiser and more courageous. We'd use those, or we can just muddle ourselves in in self pity and you know and blame like oh you know somebody's fault or oh you know I'm not smart enough. And it's like pff, get rid of that crap. That doesn't, it's not going to help you. I mean, what's going to help you is look at the situation. You know, if you failed, if you screwed it up, good, because now you're going to learn not to do that again. So get back in there and resume taking action.
0: Amazing stuff. Thank you so much for sharing that. Tom, can you please uh, let everyone know how they can learn more about the work that you do at Icon Foods and how they can reach out to you directly? if they'd like to learn more about you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to iconfoods.com and you can see what we do there. Um, if you want to see more kind of the mad scientist part of me, um, you could go to guy Um And that's where I s- develop products, you know, for people that follow keto, but really secretly I create them all for myself. And if people like them, great, they can get them, but I like them. Um, but you can find me on any of the socials, uh, Gaigon Keto, go to Icon Foods, find me on LinkedIn. Um, reach out to me. I'm, I'm pretty good at getting, getting back to every single person that direct
0: messages me amazing stuff Tom thank you so much for joining me today I really appreciate you taking the time to break down your journaling process and you know I think it's really inspiring for someone who does have their hands in so many things you know still takes the time to work on the personal development in order to help yourself and others grow so I think that's amazing
1: yeah I appreciate that Jeff thank you